time. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit liftoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm David Gray, along with my good friend Doug McCary of His Light Ministries, and we are coming to you from Jacksonville, Florida, here on Monday, uh, May the 8th, I guess it is, and we're glad you're with us. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, if you're new to the program or haven't listened for a while, and we are always happy to take your calls for questions or comments. Our number is 844 877-7928 as we get ready this week to dive into the last chapter of the book of acts yes we are and uh dave good to have you in today brad is traveling his daughter hannah is graduating and so he's out in colorado I, he he must get a lot of miles, man. He's getting as many miles as I'm getting. He has been a, a busy bee. Hasn't yeah, he? and he drives. Well, he drives a lot too. He's not getting yeah. the frequent flyer. Oh, miles he's driving. Stuff. Oh, he's yeah, driving that's right. on this trip because they're stopping in various places. I didn't know he was driving. Yeah, now, to yeah. see family. So he's uh All he's right. like Clark Griswold. <laughs> <laughs> well, going out to Wally World. That's there right. you go. Well, there's an old reference, right? That's uh, an old one, yeah. For you young people out there. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, if you're just tuning in to SWAT Radio, uh, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. It spawned out of the SWAT Bible studies that we do every week. We, we've got five that take place here in the North Florida area. And uh, actually, this is the last week, Dave, for this semester because we're on a semester kind of basis there and we go through may and uh because there's a lot of graduation stuff next week we just we're finishing acts 28 this week and we're doing one meeting here at the salem center yeah that'll be fun that was a great idea you had to do the one entire swat meeting you know have all the different groups come to the salem center for the final meeting so that'll looking forward to that see some guys that i don't always see every week yeah so we're gonna we'll meet here but anyway it spawned out of that and um we've been on the air now for about six and a half years we broadcast up on the lighthouse in virginia and uh meridian mississippi on wmox and wmer and uh on the truth here in jacksonville 91.7 and then uh, uh folkston georgia and down in st augustine florida on the truth as well and uh, it's it's been a great run. First segment, David and I, or Brad and I, whoever's here, David and Brad. I mean, we just kind of right now. It's uh, it's been kind of a hodgepodge lately, I guess, with a lot rotating of rotating schedule. Yeah, just a rotating. But uh, we always kind of look at what's going on in the news and try to look at things from a, a biblical perspective. It really started, Dave. Just uh, the briefing. I love listening to Al Mohler's the briefing mm-hmm. because he just kind of reads a lot of newspapers and different well not newspapers now news feeds i should say right um and kind of comments from a uh from a christian worldview and uh, a biblically based worldview and you know uh, i was looking at uh, some of the headlines i don't know if you know it but officials uh just north of new york city declared a state of emergency um because of the illegal immigrants coming there from uh 
the Texas-Mexican mm-hmm. border. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I mean, this county that declared an emergency is 2,000 miles away from the border. Well, I think if I may be wrong on this, but I think what's happening is Texas has, as you know, shipped many immigrants coming, mm-hmm. illegal immigrants coming in over the border to New York City and to Chicago and mm-hmm. places that claim to be sanctuary cities. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is, I think in New York, is the New York mayor is then shipping some of these folks out to the suburbs. Yes. And and uh, sorry if you were going to get to that. No, 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 that's okay. No, you're right. And uh, But um, tens of thousands of illegal immigrants have basically come across the border and been bused to, I mean, tens of thousands up into the New York area. Mm-hmm. Did you know it was that many? Well, I don't know if I knew it was that many, but I know it's been a lot, and it's not, and it's New York, and I know Chicago's been another place where where um, they've gone. It's it's just well between Abbott and Texas and uh, the former Arizona governor Doug Ducey, they sent busloads and mm-hmm. busloads up there, mm-hmm. so it really overwhelmed them, and you know, uh, and now. Mayor Eric Adams of uh, New York is criticizing Congress for not doing anything. Yeah. Well, and I, that. well, and I think that was the intent of yeah. these border state governors yeah. was to get these places that claim to be liberal sanctuary cities to see what it's like firsthand to have to deal with this kind of over being overrun really by by illegal immigrants. Well, and yeah. then and then to complain to Congress to try to get something done. Well, and it's really sad because the, the people, the the immigrants themselves, it, they are the victims it's, here it's, in it's, so many being, ways. They're just political pawns yes. for a lot of people, and yes. it's really sad. And we do need to pray for them. And I know there's a lot of ministries that are trying to affect uh, healthcare or help these people down there and mm-hmm. help them because it's really a uh, a sad thing. So we do need to pray for them. Uh, they're not the enemy. No, you know, I'm and there's glad you brought that up. And and there's a lot of verses in the Bible about remembering you were a sojourner. Yeah, you know, talk God talking to His people about how they were treated in Egypt, and to remind them of their attitudes. And I, I think sometimes we get caught up in the political arena and we forget there's real people. These yeah. are these are and 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 drug cartels and other groups that are really nefarious and bad um, take advantage of the situation, but they're the victims, these people, a lot of times. Yeah, that's a great point. It's so easy, and I'm guilty of that. It's so easy to get caught up in the headlines and the rhetoric and the politics of the situation. It's easy to forget. There's, like you put it, hundreds of thousands of people here involved. Real people. That are real people and going through these struggles and... uh, and being told probably a lot of misinformation well, along the way. Well, um, so so we we need to pray for them. That 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 would be a good response to pray for our leaders to act humanely, but also to act and 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 to one let people know. Part of the problem is when you just invite people without a plan to really help them get acclimated and get in which that's the whole purpose of the way we have it set up right with the laws and everything right. so just to put a bunch of people and say just come on over with no plans for them it's right. terrible you yeah. can't really do that why so. have borders if you're going to do that right well, yeah you know and why like have I, a my wife and i adopted right. we have adopted five girls from china 
you had to go through an extreme process sure. to prove you would care for the 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 child you were adopting. Right. Why were we just going to let people and the thousands come across with no plan to help? And it's them? such a it's so I don't know what the right word is, but it's it's such a slap in the face, if you will, I think, to all the people that did follow mm -hmm. the legal system mm -hmm. and, and did it the right way, did it the mm -hmm. way that the law says you're supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've kind of gotten away from the fact here that this is lawlessness. It's really what it is. It's a lawless situation. We're not following the laws that we have on our own books mm -hmm. about a lot about how people can come into the country. Well, so. uh, I do want to uh, point out to um, a story that popped out of uh, uh, a, a group in uh, Fort Worth about uh, the Cleveland Hospital. Are you, f are you familiar with the Cleveland Clinic? How It's a big, huge, it, I think it's the world's largest network of hospitals and outpatient facilities as part of one conglomerate of, of healthcare. Anyway, uh, they have a study coming out. It's going to really surprise you and shock you, I think, <laughs> that, um, that basically – that if you got COVID-19 shots, you're more likely to catch COVID-19. Mm. Uh, now, not, does that shock you? No, not at this Isn't point that crazy? in time. I mean, really, now it's coming out. Well, people <laughs> and, have known this for a couple of years. Yeah, and so what they need to do now is reverse mandate. You know, they need to basically go out and hire all the people they fired because they wouldn't get the shot. Because the people, if they're more likely to get COVID, the very reason they made the healthcare workers get them in the first place mm -hmm. is so they wouldn't transmit it. Right. How, how is this? Uh, do you feel like we're living in a bizarro world to do a Seinfeld quote right now? Uh, I mean, really? <laughs> it's crazy. I. Well, remember, too, when all that first came out, if we go way back, remember going all the way back to March of 20 or so, it was two weeks to flatten the curve, mm -hmm. right? Let's lock everybody down two weeks to flatten the curve and reduce the spread and all that. And then we, you know, that went crazy. And then we got into the the vaccines and the vaccines were going to be, you know, prevent you from getting COVID. Well, that quickly changed mm -hmm. because clearly people who got the shots were getting COVID. Mm -hmm. And so then it that then the mantra changed from, well, it will prevent severe COVID or it will prevent it from being you, you'd get a lot sicker with COVID if you didn't get the vaccine. And I, I think there's a lot of falsehood in that as well. Well, uh, another unfortunate and uh, tragic thing in Texas, the shooting at the Allen outlets, uh, you know, we, we used to live out in the, the, the Dallas area. We lived in Frisco and Plano for a while which is not far from Allen and, uh, had this outlet mall shooting and, uh, and not long after this shooting took place. I mean, I think within the same day or the next day, they had some, some suspicious activity at Stonebriar mall, which is right there in Frisco. And, um, it, it was just tragic. Uh, I mean, they killed eight people and wounded seven others. And, uh, it was, uh, apparently a single, shooter and they did identify the individual he was 33 years old and um it, it's just he went in there with rifles attack vest on and handguns uh to go and they they haven't released a motive that i know yet have you heard anything about no him? i have not heard anything about a motive but this is another <clears throat> another 
example of when somebody wants to do something bad with a gun and, you know, if somebody is good, has good intentions with a gun, they might have prevented loss of life. Mm-hmm. If if you do what a lot of people in Congress want to do, they want to pass gun control bills, it wouldn't have stopped what he did out there. It wouldn't have hurt. I mean, it, these people um, go in with the intent to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. And th- yes, he, he used a gun, but this person obviously... You don't go in to do something like this unless you have some kind of mental illness, some right. kind of problem. And by the way, speaking of mental illness, did you see up in New York where the guy was doing some things and he was uh, basically subdued by a former Marine mm-hmm. and the guy died in the submission hold? Yes. And now they're protesting up there. And right. People want charges. They, they're blocking the subway nobody's blocking the subways over all the violence that's happening. That's right. That's right. I mean, and it's terrible. I don't know about you. If you've been watching New York, I thank goodness. Yeah. Well, (laughs) we live in Florida Yeah, and, and, and other major cities with public transportation have had similar issues, not to the extent that New York does because New York's just so big, but I was just reading an article. Boston's had issues in the subways as well. And people are afraid to, I took, I took the subway everywhere when I was younger and, uh, it's it, it, it's a sim- these are symptoms. Right? Well, Lori and my, uh, we we've all been to New York and yeah. rode the subway. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't take them on the subway now. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. anything. I mean, yeah. you, you know, but symptoms that, of a larger problem of evil in the world for sure. Yeah, right and now. we need we need to just be praying for again for our leaders. Pray for the church. Pray for the church uh, to be the light that we need to be. All right. We are going to take our first break of the day here on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a question or a comment. We're going to dive into the last chapter of Acts here shortly, and we hope you'll come back after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Hi, I'm Todd Nettleton, and this is the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Goma Kunwar, a chronically ill Nepalese woman, was healed when Christians in her village prayed for her. A short time later, she accepted Christ, and that's when her husband began to physically and verbally abuse her because of her faith. One day, he beat Goma with a stick and poured gasoline over her body, intending to burn her, but she managed to escape. Later, when Goma refused to wear a Hindu symbol for a festival, her husband tried to attack her with a sickle. Pray Goma Kunwar stands firm in her faith 
as her husband attempts to keep her from communicating and worshiping with fellow believers. I will not let my brothers and sisters suffer in silence, nor will I let them serve alone. To join me in prayer for the persecuted Christians, go to vomradio.net. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Arlington at 91.7. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me without you Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary here with you on Monday afternoon. As we start uh, into our, our study on the last chapter of the book of Acts, chapter 28, and we're glad you're with us. I mentioned before the break, um, our number is 844-777-7928. And remember, you can, you can listen to us in addition to the radio stations that Doug mentioned earlier. You can listen to us on SWATradio.com, and uh, that is also a site where you can hear uh, podcasts of past programs, thanks to our Good friend James Grimm, who takes care of that site for us out. He's in Idaho. Yes, and he hoping is. he can make it again this summer. I don't know if you've talked to him about that, but well, I'm hoping he can pop in here too. I'm not sure if he will, but we, we, I'm sure we'll be talking about that. Also, wanted to let you know if you miss the live program at three every day, you can catch us again on the Truth, the same radio station you're listening to right now at 11 p.m. every night. I, I didn't think. know that. Yeah, it's eleven o'clock. I'll, I'll verify that on, on the next break. I'm pretty sure it's eleven, from eleven to twelve. Okay, but it's a recorded, yeah. obviously, program. Yep, uh, and it'll be up here. So, one other uh, information piece of information too: if you've never been to Israel, uh, November twenty fourth through December fifth, uh, I've got room for about five more couples. Would love for you to go, or five. Uh, groups i got 10 10 spots left mm. and so uh would love for you to go it is november 24th through december 5th and it is a uh, an in-depth study tour i wouldn't call it a, a regular tour you don't bus from site to site we do a lot of walking a lot of hiking a lot of teaching a lot of teaching it is a teaching heavy trip um for the jewish context but that's november 24th through december 5th if you are interested you can send me an email at doug at swatradio.com that is doug at swatradio.com and i'm happy to uh uh send you more info about that trip dave you went and uh wonderful trip as uh as uh tim hawes and i talked about a week or so ago tim went on your last trip and i went a few years ago and it is a fantastic trip even though we had apocalyptic weather on our trip. On our trip. But we, we went in January. <laughs> That's right. That was really the only trip in nine years that I've taken uh, in January like that. We moved the date. And notice uh, last year and this year we moved it back. <laughs> yeah. Because in November, the, the, the weather is usually. Well, even really when good. we went in January, I remember the locals telling us and Ryed telling us that was very unusual weather that we had even for January. Yeah. over there it was it was it, cold it, it, and rainy and windy but 
And even in spite of it all, it's still a great trip. Yeah, or that you're going to look at me and say, hey, I'm trying to get people yeah. to go on the trip. No, it was very unusual. I'm just making conversation. Hey, real quick, Dave, before we get into the text today, uh, one of the issues that always comes up is, well, is it safe to go over there? Can you speak a little bit about that real quick, just from your... Yeah, the joking about the weather aside, yeah. I, I think the most danger I was hit in was getting hit with a hailstone. But uh, no, it was felt very safe, never felt unsafe. Um, and it was interesting that uh, the, the, our, our, you talked about it, certainly, and our, our guide talked a little bit about just the way that the nation does security. And uh, it's incredible. And um, so, no, never, never felt unsafe. We did go, you know, you go in all disclosure, right? You go through a few checkpoints to get into places like Bethlehem. And, uh, you know, I think we went to a restaurant one time that was in a different security zone, but, but all extraordinarily organized and um, never felt unsafe. Walked around downtown Jerusalem quite a bit. Um, Never felt unsafe. So, yeah, it was, it was a great, great place. And, I, I Lori wants to move there one day. So, so anyway. <laughs> I could see that. Well, hey, we are in Acts 28, uh, the last chapter of Acts, only taking us two years to get here. <laughs> but we are here. And um, last week uh, on the radio, we looked at Acts 27 and we saw how God anchors us through the storms of life, first of all, with his presence and uh, how he's, we, we noted in James 4. Um, he said, listen, you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. And we saw that in Paul's life played out over and over. When when Paul was in prison in Philippi, he and Silas are praising God. And what happens? God, God is there. Mm. An earthquake takes yeah. place. All the shackles are gone. And you can tell God's there because the most important thing to Paul and Silas wasn't their freedom. It was the... Uh, salvation of the jailer hmm. and and when god's presence is in your life it's not just about your material blessing which is contrary to what you hear in some circles uh, a lot of people make well if god's with you you're going to be blessed well yes you're blessed but the blessing is when it says in um i think it's uh corinthians first corinthians or, or second corinthians I think it's second corinthians you know that that uh, all the promises of of God are fulfilled in him. It's talking about our salvation mm-hmm. and our eternal dwelling with the Father. And so um, his presence in our life is an anchor when we're going through storms. We're going through tough times. But also we saw his purpose for our life was our anchor. Everybody has a general purpose of uh, exalting Christ. But we also have specific purposes for each person. Dave, you you do IT stuff. You do, you know, that's your background. And um, I don't even know all the things you do, but you like to play golf. You like Seinfeld. <laughs> you, you know, you, you, you like sports. All those things God built into you so that you could be the package he wants David Gray to be in the world. And have the relationships that we exactly. have. Right. And so we have a specific purpose. When we know that, it, it is like an anchor when we go through a storm to know, well, you know, I know this is what God has called me to do. 
And, and, and so we continue doing that with our eyes fixed on that. We don't get our eyes fixed on our circumstances. Uh, we, we know what our purpose is. You know, that's one of the things they drill into you in the Marine Corps. Um, the purpose of every main, uh, Marine is to kill the enemy. Mm. That's what they tell you. From the day you get in there, your purpose is not to be a policeman. Your purpose is to kill the enemy. Mm. They want you to know that when you are in battle, if you don't have that as your focus, when you get on the battlefield, you you will not only endanger your own life, but the lives of the other people right. in your unit. And so his purpose for our life is an anchor. Third, we saw his provision for our life. Uh, when, when we go through difficult times and then we see God provide for us, our remembrance of that is often short-lived, isn't it? It is sometimes, yep. And so, because the next time something bad comes up, and I just, I always go back to the children of Israel as they go out of Egypt. I mean, it isn't like, it, it doesn't take 24 hours and they're already, hey, why yeah. can't we go back there? Yeah. And we're guilty of that and talking about the good old days. Abs- and, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Why can't we go back right. there? But, but even when they saw the sons of Korah and Dathan and Abiram wiped out and sucked into the ground and covered up as judgment Mm -hmm. because they were complaining about Moses. You think you're the only one that can be a priest? You think you're the best choice for this? They're complaining, and God brings judgment on them, and the 250 guys that were part of their rebellion, it didn't even into the next chapter and and the people of Israel are already complaining mm-hmm. against Moses. Who do you think you are? Yep. I, that that isn't that mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. But but we do the same thing. Yeah. And and uh, Brad and I were talking about this Friday. That's why I think the Bible talks about this, and we need to do it in our own lives. Is remember what God's done for us, and remember the way He's provided for it's us. It's called gratitude. Yeah. And 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 in for example, you know, cross, I always think of the stones being piled up when they crossed over the Jordan so that future generations could know and that people who did it would remember what God did for them in bringing them out of Egypt. Well, we also saw that his proven reliability through his fulfilled word was an anchor. We saw God tell Paul, Paul, I'm going to give you everybody. And then we saw him use Paul as a prisoner, not the leader of the ship at the first, but he was a prisoner, lead over 260 or 276 people to safety in the middle of a hurricane when their ship was being just torn apart by the waves and the wind to us ashore safe on the island of Malta. It, God said it and then it happened. And that is predictive prophecy that comes true, right? Mm. And, and God has always used that to establish his divine authority. Well, this week, as we get into chapter 28, we find Paul and his shipmates on the island of Malta and God once again distinguishes him as his servant for the sake of the gospel. We're going to look at this uh, this passage and see Paul continue to display a servant's heart, an amazing faith, and a love for the church. And God uses him over and over again, even though he's a prisoner, mm. even though he's in chains, wherever he leads him, you know, he uses him as an ambassador. And you would think if he was in change with everything he's been through, he'd be discouraged, but he's not. He continues to do it. And now he finally arrives at Rome in today's text. Two years later, 
but he's finally there. And so as we look at this text, and when we come back from the break, Dave, I'll have you read um, verses 1 through 16 of Acts 28. But I want people listening to think about the fact that Paul was a prisoner that became a leader because he's always been a leader. Mm. You can't you can't squelch leadership in one of God's leaders. Right. It just comes out, right? Well, you brought up earlier about the, the jailer when he and Silas were in jail. And this the shipwreck, it's a different circumstance, but very similar in a lot of ways to what happened in the jail. It, right? Paul's a prisoner, but he became a leader and he and he helped the jailer. And yeah, he, he, he served salva- him. His salvation he, he, was most important and now he's doing the same with the centurion here on the ship yeah and and when we come back i'm going to have you read the text and we're going to look at what it means to be a leader for god as we see it displayed in paul's life here we will do that right when we come back from the break there's a break here at the bottom of the hour for the news on swat radio you can call us at 844-777-7928 when we come back on the other side and we hope you will join us as we continue live fully friends are essential not optional. Hello, I'm Chuck Swindoll. There is no substitute in our lives for a friend, someone to care, to listen, to comfort, and even to reprove us. Friends are essential. They're not optional. And I'm discovering that friends must be cultivated. (laughs) They're not automatic. What does the Bible say? He who has friends must show himself friendly. Samuel Johnson wrote this, If a man does not make new acquaintances as he advances through life, he will soon find himself left alone. One should keep his friendships in constant repair. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. Expect some delays because of a crash on the East Beltway on 295 southbound at St. John's Bluff Road. Also, there's an accident on I-95 southbound before Emerson Street, and there's another crash on I-95 northbound before Dunn Avenue. Mostly clear tonight, low 66. Tuesday, mostly sunny, high 92. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, David Gray and Doug McCary of His Light Ministries, and we are glad to be with you this afternoon. We are uh, we were talking uh, a little bit before the break about uh, what we what our study was last week in in Acts chapter twenty seven, and now we're gonna Doug, I think, get into chapter twenty eight. Yes, sir. I'm gonna have you read, but before you read, I just want to remind you that we're talking about uh, Paul being a leader for God. He he's always been a leader and God is using him now to to put himself on display to use a term we use a lot to the Romans to the other prisoners uh to the people on Malta 
to uh, Felix, to Festus, to Agrippa. All these people have been witnessing. So these principles, Paul has been living this out his entire ministry in mm-hmm. Acts. And David, I know it's a long time ago when we started, but Paul is an apostle, big A. Yep. And as a big A apostle, he is somebody who, when he goes out and represents Christ, it, it is having a significant impact on the people. It's very divisive to those that reject, but for those that receive, it's very comforting whether they're Gentile or Jew. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so uh, in this uh, text today, I want to bring out the fact that uh, – God calls his leaders, first of all, to a life of service. We see that in Paul. We don't see a guy resting on his past accomplishments. Mm. He continues to serve. The, uh, second, we see uh, uh, Paul is a leader with a love for God's sheep. He is a guy, he's always looking for believers. He just has a nose to find them, right? He's looking for them, and uh, sometimes we don't do that today. Right. And, and I want to I want to bring that out about how Paul, in the midst of where he's at, as a prisoner, still finds the church and ministers to yep. him. And then third, uh, as a leader, uh, God calls his leaders to a loyalty to the Savior. Paul finally gets to Rome. He didn't give up. He's loyal to Jesus. He never compromised. He stayed true to him. And, and boy, that is so encouraging. It may, when I read that part and I, I think about him getting up and meeting these people from Rome, he's finally there. Remember, he wrote Romans three years earlier. Mm-hmm. So he's finally there. And I'm thinking of Hebrews where, where it's, you know, you're surrounded by all these great clouds. They're like, Paul's here, Paul's here. He told us he was coming. Yeah. And they all and, came out to meet him. They did. Yeah. And so, uh, we're going to read that. I want you to read verses 1 through 16, Okay. and uh, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll kind of talk about each verse. But today we're going to focus on this life of service. Okay. So this is Acts chapter 28, 1 to 16. After we were brought safely through, we then learned that the island was called Malta. The native people showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and welcomed us all, because it had begun to rain and it was cold. When Paul had gathered a bunch of, a bundle of sticks and put them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. When the native people saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer. Though he has escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. He, however, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. They were waiting for him to swell up or suddenly fall down dead, But when they had waited a long time and saw no misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Now in the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to the chief man of the island named Publius, who received us and entertained us hospitably for three days. It happened that the father of Publius lay sick with fever and dysentery, and Paul visited him and prayed, and putting his hands on him, healed him. And when this had taken place, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases also came and were cured. They also honored us greatly, and when we were about to sail, they put on board whatever we needed. After three months, we set sail in a ship that had wintered in the island, a ship of Alexandria, with the twin gods as a figurehead. Putting in at Syracuse, we stayed there for three days, 
And from there, we made a circuit and arrived at Regium. And after one day, a south wind sprang up. And on the second day, we came to Puteoli. There we found brothers and were invited to stay with them for seven days. And so we came to Rome. And the brothers there, when they heard about us, came as far as the Forum of Appius and three taverns to meet us. On seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. And when we came into Rome, Paul was allowed to stay by himself with the soldier who guarded him. May God bless the reading of his word. A lot of, lot of names in there. Yeah, I should have, <laughs> should have got my pronunciation no, down that, a No, better. that was good. That was good. You know, uh, the, the first name, it's interesting, and in, in verse 1 is Malta. You know, we know it is Malta today. Back then it was known as Melita. But it means refuge in Phoenician. The Phoenicians named it, and it, it means refuge. And I, I want to remind our listeners that Paul and, and the, the people on the ship started from Cauda, 476 miles away, blown through two weeks of a hurricane-force storm, no navigational aids, nothing. How did they end up on this little island known as the Refuge? Mm. Well, because God sovereignly brought them there. And when they got there, it says the native people, your translation, if you're looking in a, a different translation than, than the one we use, it might say barbarians or uneducated. Uh, the, the native people, the word there in the Greek just means people that couldn't speak Greek. These were people, it was it was the ends of the earth, you know, uh, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. This is getting there, right? This is out there. And it says they showed unusual hospitality. It was rainy. It was cold. Shipwreck guys were cold. And, and they show hospitality. Do you know one of the bedrock marks of a believer is hospitality. Mm. Peter says in 1 Peter 4, Show hospitality with one another without grumbling. The writer to Hebrews says in chapter 13, don't neglect to show hospitality to strangers because why? Might be an angel. It could be an angel. Yeah. You could have an angel that you are actually ministering to and you go, I don't believe that. I mean, really? I mean, are there really angels here? Well, I, I believe they are. And I shared a story, David. Um, Lori and I had an encounter out in uh, Arizona. We were, uh, our son had uh, been born. He was, I don't know, five or six weeks old, very young. And we were out in a parking lot going into a store, and we see this guy in a wheelchair with no legs, a beard down to his stomach, real grungy-looking and we walking in, we kind of noticed him, but we didn't say anything. Coming out, he was right there. We saw him again, and we, we kind of went over and said, hi, how you doing? And he asked to hold our baby. Hmm. And Lori and I just looked at each other, and, we, and he took our baby, and he prayed for our baby. Hmm. And he just was had a tear going down his eyes. He was praying. And, he, hmm. it, you know, he gave us the baby back, and we asked us, can we do anything? No, that's enough. And we, we go away from there. 
and we we went and got stuff we wanted to go get blankets and food and try to find him and come back and help when we came back he was gone mm. we talked to the people there and asked him about the guy outside well we don't know anybody in a wheelchair with Yeah, because a lot of times if it's a homeless person they're there all the time yes yeah. we went around looked for that guy for days we couldn't wow. find him we're convinced he was an angel wow and it wasn't for him it was for us mm. and so the bible is very clear that we do not neglect to show hospitality they did and you know why did they show hospitality romans 2 says when gentiles who don't have the law by nature do what the law says or requires they're a law to themselves it's been written on their hearts Mm -hmm. and so they saw they were cold and they they reached out to him and showed him this hospitality in verse three we see paul gathering wood he's not sitting back relaxing going okay i got you guys here now you go get the wood he's out getting wood with them and he's serving and i was reminded of john 13 when Jesus, you know, the disciples had been arguing about who was the greatest. And what does he do? They go into the room. Mm. Nobody takes the initiative yeah. to wash feet. Yeah. And so he does. I'm always reminded in that passage of the fact that when they were arguing about who would be the greatest, Jesus didn't say, don't aspire to be the greatest. But he said, here's how you do it. If you want to be if great. If you want to be great, you be the servant of all. That's yeah. right. That's and when right. we come back, we're going to see that when you are great, at serving or you're serving then god blesses you greatly with mm. a snake bite We're gonna yeah. see that one. <laughs> we will be back to get that uh that's a good tease doug that's a tease in the radio biz right we will be right back after this break give us a call at 844-777-7928 here on swat radio If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. Biblical Insights from Harvest with Pastor Greg Laurie. You are not all that in a bag of chips. Romans 12.3 I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith that God has given us. You're not all that in a bag of chips. So get realistic. See yourself honestly. And that's what Paul is saying. So think clearly, have a balanced, realistic view of yourself. Don't think you're better than you are. But now, the other side, don't think you're worse than you are. God's given you gifts. Receive the gift. 
thank God for the gift and start developing the gift. Impact your world with the gospel by knowing God and making him known. Connect with Pastor Greg Laurie and sign up to receive his free daily devotion emails. To get started, visit harvest.org today. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Nicholas at 91.7. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone, for our final segment of today's program. I'm David Gray, along with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries, and we are. We uh, are looking at Acts chapter 28, verses 1 to 16. And, Doug, we were just talking before the break about Paul uh, being a prisoner, being cold, being just shipwrecked, and yet he's serving by going around picking up sticks. And as you said, he's rewarded with a snake bite. Yeah, I mean, isn't that something? <laughs> hey, good things, when you do good things, and, you know, sometimes bad things happen to you even mm-hmm. though you're doing something good and he right. was but you know i want to go back to john 13 for a second because what jesus said to them he he said listen do you understand what i've done you call me teacher and lord and you're right but if i go do this as your lord and teacher then and wash your feet then i've given you an example you go do like i do yeah and he wasn't telling them to go around and wash everybody's feet and, and and I get it. You know, we have these symbolic foot washing ceremonies, and uh, mm-hmm. I know they did it at Promise Keepers. And it's great to do a ceremony, but if you do the ceremony and then you go back and to th- not serving, yeah, it's think ridiculous. I think you fulfilled your duty, right? Yeah. It, it's the whole idea is he's saying, listen, you go serve. So Paul saw a need, yeah. and he was serving. Right. And so he was out there picking up the sticks, and he got bit by a snake. And... When the natives saw it, verse 4, they were, they were superstitious. And they said, uh, they assumed that justice, and in your Bible, it may have a capital J yes, there. Yes, mine does. But, and that is because there was a goddess named Dike. All right? it's, it's, it's spelled D-I-K-E, but it's pronounced D-A-I-K-E-E. That was the daughter of Zeus and Themis, who was, and she was the goddess of justice. And they said... She judged Paul because he got out of the shipwreck, but he got bit. Yeah. And what's interesting is Luke records that they assumed he was a murderer. Hmm. Was Paul a murderer? You know, it's funny because I asked people in every SWAT group, was he a murderer? And everyone said no. Yeah, he was. But he was a murderer. Yeah. He murdered Christians, right? Mm-hmm. He did murder the Christians. And and so you think that gave Paul an entree to share the gospel with him? Absolutely. And, and, and instead of they saw him as a guy, and he, he could have said, I should have died. Yeah. I should have. Yeah, I, I am a murderer. But you know what? There was somebody that changed me. I'm not a murderer anymore. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, when they saw that he didn't die, they thought he was a god. Yeah. So they went from a superstitious belief in uh, Dike to blasphemy and saying Paul's a god. And just like they did in Lystra, right? But I was just thinking of that, and I'm sure Paul had the same reaction. 
Well, I don't know for sure, but Luke doesn't record that. But but based on what happened in Lystra, yeah. you know, Paul was saying to them, "Stop that! I'm not." You yeah. know, but I know the God who did this, who <laughs> yeah. healed me, who, were, you, who protected I me. I believe he would have done the same thing there. Yeah. And um, you know, in Luke 10, when Jesus sent the, uh, the disciples out, he said, "Listen, I've given you the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. Scorpions, nothing's going to happen to you. I mean, you just go because you've got my yeah." my seal of apostleship and my protection. And, you know, David, we forget that, that as we serve God, no matter where we go, we are immortal until yeah. we fulfill You've the purpose that, yeah, I always that he's think called about us that. Yeah. to. And, and, you know, I always think about when we're talking about this kind of thing, what Luke wrote in the very, we're at the end, but I'm going to go back to the very first verse of Acts. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. Mm -hmm. Jesus had just begun his work in the Gospels, and he's continuing it through his people. So to your point, it's Jesus who's doing this work. It absolutely is. And by the way, this does not, and and, and it also talks about it in Mark 16, 18, they'll pick up serpents with their hands. This is not about churches in the backwoods of Tennessee picking up snakes and claiming you know dominion over that has not worked out too well for some people who tried to do that because that's not what it was talking about in the context in the context he's just saying my people have my protection as they go and so it was a sign he was a representative of the most high god and so in verse seven what we saw is publius there uh is uh, the chief of the island and he brought them into his home and as they go in they see his father is sick he has dysentery uh, he has malta fever which is something they got from the goat's milk there and it 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 was like a, a gastric fever it brought about dysentery and you know in third world countries dysentery can kill you Very more serious. likely than anything yeah and so uh it says paul laid his hands on him he prayed and god gave him this apostolic sign miracle again this was not about his father it wasn't about the physical healing of his father it was about the gospel that would flow out of what they witnessed because what happened they went and got the rest of the people on the island who were sick and they came and they were healed you can bet that paul preached for three months there as he was there about the gospel of jesus not just being physically healed Mm -hmm. but being spiritually healed and, and how did they respond? Well, you know as well as I do, David, as you've watched people over the years, when you preach the gospel, you saw it in the Philippines, I'm sure you've seen it in other places, there's there's usually two responses. It's either a, a warm, welcome, thankful response for people that are receptive mm-hmm. or people that, that don't want anything to do with you if they reject, right? Mm-hmm, right. They just get away. We don't want to hear your stuff. Yep. I've experienced that. Paul experienced that here. Verse 10 says they were grateful. They honored them and they provided for them for their trip to Rome. It says they responded with respect and gratitude, which really would infer that they were responsive in Mm -hmm. a positive way. And many commentators believe this is how the church of Malta began Mm. by Paul's shipwreck there. God using a shipwreck to start a church. 
Isn't that great? That's very cool. Using a prisoner in the middle of a shipwreck right. to start a church. Right, right, yep. Well, the the idea, too, that, you know, the healings, and you've talked about this before, the healings were great and obviously meant a lot, but just like Jesus' healings, they were to attest to the truth mm-hmm. and also to lead to spiritual healing. Yes. Right? So that was that's a great point, that— that the healings are uh, great, but it is that, and I know it's not necessarily in in scripture. I don't think it is, but that great scene in the chosen where Jesus talks to little James, oh yeah, about why he didn't heal him, and how much more impactful his story is when he tells the gospel, even though he's not healed, he can talk about his spiritual healing and his and his soul being healed. I just you know so. So these healings don't always happen, right? They, they happened in a specific time and place, like you said, for reasons of attesting to the truth and for, for leading people to, to gospel uh, acceptance and soul healing, but uh, they're not normative, I well, guess. Is well, a lot saying. of people uh, like to quote, he was, he was uh, you know, um, by his wounds we are healed. They like to quote that from Isaiah. Uh, and... And they, and they, so that means that you can just go and, you know, we're healed. And I've heard people yeah. say that, right? Yeah. So, the word translated healed can mean either spiritual or physical mm-hmm. healing there. Right. And if you go back and you look at the context of Isaiah, he's not talking no. about physical healing. No. He's talking about spiritual healing uh, that he bore our sins on the tree to bring us new life in him to spiritually heal us the sin uh, the verse is talking about sin Mm -hmm. and it's talking about righteousness not sickness and disease right and and i think a lot of people take that verse out of context and um you know and unfortunately it 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 spreads a lot of bad teaching out in the world today Uh, justin peters does a lot of good uh teaching on that you know justin um has um cerebral palsy Mm -hmm. and uh he he's actually grew up going to healing services thinking he was going to get healed yeah and all the healers never healed him and told him it was his fault because he didn't have didn't have enough faith yeah Yeah. i've experienced folks who believe that as well and what an awful thing when the bible says if you have faith like a mustard seed right yeah and and it's not you know if you tell someone they haven't been healed because they don't have enough faith. Their immediate, my immediate thought would be, "What's wrong with me? Yes. God is rejecting me because I don't have enough faith." Yeah, and that is antithetical to what the Bible teaches. It is, and you know, we're we are. <laughs> David and I both believe that God still performs miracles. He still heals people, um, but sickness, disease, pain, death are going to be realities for you and me until we either pass from this life to the next mm-hmm. or until he comes back. Yep. And so uh, until— As they were even in this time. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Jesus and Paul and the, and the apostles, they interrupted those things briefly, right? Yeah. But did Lazarus die again after Jesus raised yes, him from he the did. He did. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Unless the Lord returns— Everyone listening to our voice is going to die from a disease, uh, some kind of uh, accident, or some kind of 
you know, natural cause of old age death. Mm -hmm. And so it's God is not necessarily going to heal everybody. People would come up to me when Rachel, we had Rachel at home and she was waiting on a heart. I know God's going to heal her. I know God's going to heal her. Um, you know, he always, he, he, you know, he, and they would say that verse by his wounds, we're healed. We're just going to claim that. Well, you can claim it all you want. He, that verse refers to spiritual healing. You know, we joke about Seinfeld a lot. I, I was watching a comedians in cars getting coffee the other day. And one of his guests was talking about how could God have let the Holocaust happen? To use that as an example, that's what we're talking about here. God does. We live in a fallen world. God never promises that we're not going to experience the effects of the fallen world. In fact, it's the opposite. We will. But He promises never to leave us or forsake us, and that He heals us, like you said, spiritually from our sins, and that we'll always be with Him. Yeah, and even Paul, who was a great apostle, left Trophimus sick. Yep. And he told Timothy, take a little wine for your stomach. He didn't claim that yep. verse for Timothy. Right. And so uh, even in Paul, we see it was only at certain times.